0: Hey everyone, and welcome back to a special edition of the Highland Southern Baptist Podcast that I'd like to call the Producers Rant. For those that don't know me, my name is Zach Link, and I'm the editor and producer of this podcast, and pretty much everything tech-related at our church. Now I haven't decided if this is going to be a one-time episode or a series, but I am praying that the Lord's work will be done through this. Now just a side note, I'm not an ordained pastor, I don't have any training through any formal seminary or anything like that. So I'm probably not going to be as long-winded as Pastor Keith. But I have been a Christian since about the age of 10, and from my early 20s, I have grown quite a lot spiritually. So lately, there's been a lot going on in this world, which is what's compelled me to start this project. Now, I don't claim to be perfect, because I'm a sinner just as much as everyone else is. But right now, I kind of feel like a modern-day Paul on some key issues within the church, aside from being taken up to the whole third heaven part. But I do feel like the Holy Spirit has laid this on my heart to share this message. Now, I also want to say that I do have great respect for Pastor Keith and his teaching in the gospel, and we fully 100% agree on every important part of the gospel message. We do have some differences and opinions on certain things not related to the gospel that seems to have taken over the Big C Church. And when I say Big C Church, I'm referring to all churches that are united in Christ, so like Methodist, Catholic, Lutheran, uh, non-denominational. Basically, anyone that is on board with the core gospel teaching of Christ is a part of the Big C Church. So it's not just Highland Southern Baptists that I'm calling out, but I'm calling out all of the church. And I do also want to put out a disclaimer that I'm not here to contradict my pastor or put him down in any way. And any opinions not related to the gospel are 100% mine. So I have my own opinions. I don't expect you to buy into my own opinions or personal beliefs um on some particular topics that i'm about to get into but just bear with me with the main important part of this message politically speaking i would like to consider myself as a conservative mostly on the points of traditional marriage pro-life and freedom of religion typically the ideologies that are in line with biblical teachings and for most of the church i can safely say that most christians tend to be conservative as well Though there are several groups with other political ideologies, but I digress. One particular issue that has been close to my heart is the issue with the COVID-19 pandemic and the vaccine issue. Yep, you knew it was coming. So I am a believer in Christ, but I also believe that God gave us science and the ability to rationalize and figure things out that are absolutely amazing and world-changing. And he's given us a responsibility to use this knowledge for the good of mankind. So we're living in the 21st century, we're on the cusp of a major technological and medical revolution and I have no idea where it's going to go from there. I don't know what God's plan is for that, but our society is changing and we're doing more and more amazing things that I believe that God gave us this ability to figure out. Now, regarding the vaccine issue, I do believe in the science behind them, and I do have key points as to why they're safe and effective. However, this platform, and any Christian platform, is not the place to debate that. My pastor and I don't agree on this particular issue, but this goes further than just a simple disagreement. So, I'm I'm not going to take this time to argue for or against vaccines, no, this... This isn't the whole point of this podcast. It's, it's worse than that. So, I recently lost my mother to the virus, and though I know it was in God's timing, the separation is still hard. Jeremiah 29.11 says this, For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not calamity, to give you a future and hope. Now, the separation was really hard when she left us, and it still hurts to this day. Throughout this pandemic, we will keep seeing stories like this. The phrase that God has a plan for you sounds cliche, but it's absolutely true. Now, his plan might not include an easy life, but God isn't referring to this life, but eternal life in heaven. Leaving the specifics of the pandemic issue aside, I want to say that this issue is actually causing damage to the church body. You might try and blame the Democratic Party for destroying Christianity or share memes on Facebook to voice your opinion, but if we step back, this is exactly what the church in Rome was doing at the time. If we take a look at Romans chapter 12, Paul tells us this. Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which exist are established by God. Therefore. For it does not bear the sword for nothing, for it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. Therefore, it is necessary to be in subjection, not only because of wrath, but also for constant sake. Now, I've tried staying off Facebook for a while because of constant bickering, and mostly spend time on writing my own bubble. Recently, though, God revealed to me that I need to take a stand and point out some of these issues, starting with the government. Now, I personally don't approve of Joe Biden, but some of the memes I've seen on Facebook are some of the most ungodly things I've seen. I'm not going to go too much into some of the specifics, because some are really atrocious. This is probably gonna date me, but who all remembers the WWJD bracelets? They were really popular in the 90s. Basically, what they were is there were these bracelets that you would wear and it would say WWJD on it with a question mark. Now that stands for what would Jesus do? So the idea is that you would wear them and you would kind of and when you would act on something you would hopefully look at it and think, oh, what would Jesus do in this situation? And the idea would kind of deter you from actually acting out on that. I'm not exactly sure how effective they were, but I really feel like they need to make a comeback. While I haven't seen the WWJD bracelets in a while, I have seen more and more unchristlike like comments or opinions. Now, I'm not sure if some of these are more expressed in public, and they usually end up in awkward YouTube or TikTok videos on, like, public freakout. But for most introverts, such as myself, the easiest way to share our opinion is on social media, specifically Facebook. I'm sure Twitter and Parler are just as bad, but I really don't use those platforms. Now, before you share that meme that is potentially offensive just to quote-unquote own the libs, which, by the way, they most likely won't see anyways, do you really think Jesus would be okay with that? Now, I'm not going to go into too much detail of some of the memes I've seen, but there is one particular phrase that's floated around for a while, and it's really kind of disgusts me to the core. The phrase is, let's go Brandon. So I saw that phrase for about a week and I felt a little bit out of the loop for what it meant. And I was seeing it everywhere. I was seeing it on YouTube comments section. I was seeing every other Facebook post sharing that. And I'm like, who the heck is Brandon? Like, I didn't really recall anyone in the White House or government named Brandon. And some of you might be learning about this origin of this phrase for the first time right now. So let me fill you in on what I found. So, on October 2nd, a NASCAR race was held in Talladega Speedway in Alabama. Brandon Brown had run over, won a race that day, and was being interviewed by a reporter. The crowd was chanting something that was difficult to hear, and the reporter thought they were saying, Let's go, Brandon, in celebration of his win. But it became increasingly clear that they were actually saying, F Joe Biden. Now, I'm not going to say that word on this podcast. But, just in case you haven't figured it out, this is the same word that got Ralphie a bar of soap in A Christmas Story. Now, think about it. Would Jesus be okay with using a vulgar and sexually explicit word to express disapproval of the president? Personally, I don't approve of Joe Biden, and I don't feel he's fit for the job. But, come on, he's still human. Does he still deserve Jesus' grace? Did Jesus not die for Joe just as much as he died for us? For most of you believers, you already know the answer to that. Of course he's human, of course, Jesus died for all. And for some of you believers that are saying, no, he's a devil, he needs to burn in hell, we need to condemn him. You need to check your heart with God. Now regarding the latest issue with mandating vaccines, personally, I don't agree with that. Primarily because it's going to push people further away and create more distrust. And, honestly, as of the recording of this podcast, there is no federal mandate that has gone into effect. Now, any current mandates that were do- were actually done by private businesses, and they absolutely have the right to set those rules. But, I'm not here to argue about the ethics of government role or to pick sides. My issue is with people's attitudes. So, before we complain about government control, we need to first be looking at whether or not certain decisions are going against God's word. You might not like to hear this, but on several issues, they're not. Now, obviously, we can talk about abortion. Yeah, that's biblical. Abortion is 100% wrong. We could talk about gay marriage, and I'm not here to bash the gay or LGBT community or anything like that. But biblically, it says one man and one woman, but I'm not going to jump on that platform. Most Christians have agreed that that is wrong. That is something that can be debated. But some of these political issues lately, such as the public health and vaccine issues, have really stirred up a lot of anger, specifically within the Christian community, and have brought out some really un like things. I don't know if it's just within my community bubble that I've seen, or if it's everywhere, but I kind of get the feeling that it's, it's more widespread. So let me read again. Every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those which resist are established by God. Therefore, whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of God, And they who have oppressed will receive condemnation upon themselves. So there it is. God has established government. Now, any corruption that takes place, which, believe me, there's quite a bit of government corruption. I'm I'm not disagreeing with that. It'll be handled by God. Now, we can certainly vote on key issues, and we can voice our opinions in a civilized manner, but it must be Christ-like. We can't be vulgar and offensive like the rest of the world is. We are brought up in Christ, and we're to conduct ourselves in a Christ-like manner. Now, another common theme that going around that I've seen in a lot of memes that are kind of related to the pandemic is living in fear. I've seen these memes like, oh, what are you so afraid of, like, with the mask issue or the vaccines? But ironically a lot of people are fighting the government because they're afraid of what might happen if they do nothing they're afraid that the democrats are going to take over and that they're worried that christianity is going to be crushed and oppressed and this world's going to be getting worse but let me let you in on a little secret it's gonna happen anyways i've read the end of the book this world is going to keep getting worse and worse Now, obviously, we can't just stand aside and not share the gospel and not voice our opinions. But what we're doing now, it's not working. We're actually hurting ourselves and having the opposite effect and furthering divide. So, regarding living in fear, look at this, because this might surprise you. Paul tells us in verse 3, For rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior, but for evil. Do you want to have no fear of authority? Do what is good, and you will have praise from the same, for it is a minister of God for you. So, the Bible actually tells us to stop worrying about this authority and do what is good. What does Paul mean by do what is good? Well, that's simple. What did Jesus tell us? Follow him. And the last thing that Christ told us to do before he ascended to heaven is to share the gospel message. Now, Paul even includes a warning about doing what is evil. But if you do what is evil, be afraid, for it does not bear the sword for nothing, for it is a minister of God, an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil. So, I've seen several stories of people who, for over a course of months, they badmouth the government, they say the most unchrist-like things, share those same offensive memes on Facebook... And then they die from COVID. Those who thought they were doing right were acting from selfish motives. And I believe God has no issue with allowing people to destroy themselves. This is the concept of reaping what you sow. Now, this isn't a guaranteed every single time. You might have said some terrible things and you might still be okay. But consider yourself blessed. Paul talked about this in a letter to the Galatians in chapter 6, starting with verse 6. For each one will bear his own load. The one who is taught the word is to share all good things with the one who teaches him. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, this he will also reap. For the one who sows to his own flesh will from the flesh reap corruption. But the one who sows to the Spirit will from the Spirit reap eternal life. Oh come on Zach, I don't like what this person said or is doing, what am I supposed to do? Well for one, we could pray for them. Think back over the last 24 hours. How much time did you spend arguing over something political, and how much time did you actually pray for that person? Did you talk to them about Jesus? Did you attempt to build a relationship with that person? Or did you just build up more walls between them and salvation? Now, I'll be honest, this is something that I've struggled with as well, specifically the prayer part, and I'm getting better. But if we're to be ambassadors of Christ, we need to learn to get along with people that we don't agree with. This is why instead of investing our time and energy into political debates and arguments, the things that are temporal, we need to be investing into the things that are eternal. God has established a kingdom that is everlasting after we've lived our lives, his kingdom was first established with Adam and Eve in the garden. They were made in the image of God, and at first they had no sin. They were to inherit His kingdom. The serpent, which is Satan, tricked them into eating the forbidden fruit, separating us from God. Now, God didn't want to write us out of His kingdom, but now that we're accursed with sin, we have no way to get to heaven on our own. That's why God sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to live a perfect life Be beaten, scarred, bruised, crucified on a cross to die for the sins that he he did not commit to allow us to enter into heaven. The only way to heaven is by placing our trust in Jesus. This is the gospel message that we've been commanded to share with everyone. This is the message that's worth an eternity. So while we might be concerned about our future on earth... That meme you share, or that rant you made about face masks or vaccines, or your disapproval of Joe Biden, it's not going to matter in the year 2121, but the message of salvation you can share will impact the lives of those who will have passed on by then, and be living with the Father in heaven. In short, my question is this, what's your focus in life? Are you still caught up in the sensationalized issues of this world, or are you ready to surrender that to God and let him handle this? My challenge for you listeners throughout this holiday season is to find a way to include Jesus in those difficult conversations and see how he can work mightily through you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, Lord, I pray for not only myself, but for all listeners and all of those who are in Christ that we can have a better attitude towards you and towards others, Lord. Lord, I want our focus and our mission not to be tearing one another down and not to be hurting people, but Lord, I want our mission to be doing your will, which is to be sharing the gospel of Christ, to be sharing your word and your hope for the world. Lord God, I pray that you use this podcast platform as a tool for your great plan, Lord. And I pray that we can strengthen the church, Lord, and strengthen the body of Christ, God. And for those who maybe tune in for the first time, Lord, I pray that they can hear this gospel message of hope, that even though we live in a broken, sinful world with so many terrible diseases and further issues with wars and hatred and all this going on, that we have the hope that you have saved us, God, that those who place their faith and trust in you can get to heaven, Lord. So Lord God, I pray over this podcast, I pray over our listeners, and Lord, I pray that you can uplift those who are going through some difficult times, God. God, continue to bless these people throughout these upcoming weeks, Lord. And I pray that your will be done and we give you thanks for everything that you've done for us. And it's in your holy and precious name that we pray these things, amen. I really hope that this message was eye-opening for people. I have a few other difficult topics that I would like to talk about, but right now I don't have any set schedule, so stay tuned. In the meantime, you can still listen to our regular weekly messages from Pastor Keith. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can reach out to our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Highland Southern BC and ask her Zach. And as always, have a blessed week.